the legal system affects each and every one of us here in the Upper Cumberland on a daily basis. And knowing your rights as an American citizen can only help alleviate what could normally be a stressful situation. From a simple speeding ticket all the way up to a full jury trial, host Brett Knight helps keep you legally relevant. Court is now in session. Hello and welcome to another episode of Legally Relevant. I'm Brett Knight. Let's let's talk a little bit um, about our most current topic. These last few weeks, well, actually in 2020 in general, have been pretty much a blur of activity for me. We just finished up a, a trial in Putnam County just yesterday, actually, and in two weeks before that, we finished a jury trial in Fentress County. So, uh, two jury trials in the month of January has, has kept me pretty busy. Uh, so along with my regular court appearances, which I make uh, in counties uh, all over the Upper Cumberland, I have been burning the roads up uh, all over. Earlier this week, I was actually driving into the office on Highway 111 and was listening to an audiobook as I typically do. And, and I look up and what do I see in my rearview mirror? Of course, I see blue lights. And I'm, I'm like everyone else. When I see these lights coming up from behind me, my, my first reaction is, well, first to tap the brakes. And, and second reaction is to get nervous. So as these blue lights get a little closer to me, I can see it's a, it's a county sheriff's car. And uh, he, he almost gets up to me and I'm beginning to think, okay, well, I guess I need to find a place to pull over. But before I do, he, he changes lanes and passes me. And, you know, I breathe that sigh of relief and, and realize I'm, I'm not going to get pulled over today. But I think that's an experience anyone who has been driving more than a week can appreciate. And the topic of being pulled over by the police is one of the most often that I'm asked about. Whether it's when I'm having coffee at the Garden Cafe or talking with clients in my office, everyone seems to have questions and opinions about what to do when you're pulled over by the police. I'm asked so often that I made it the first chapter in a book that I've been working on discussing the rights of, of American people, and I dedicated that first chapter to the topic of police traffic stops. So let's talk for a few minutes about police traffic stops. I remember years ago, one of our sons was on his way home from work late at night. He was pulled over because, well, because a taillight was out uh, in his truck. This was the first time that he had ever been pulled over, but he knew he would be asked to give his license and registration and proof of insurance. So once he was pulled over on the side of the road, he removed his seatbelt so that he could lean over and get into the glove box of his truck and get his paperwork out. Right after that is about the time that the officer walked up to his driver's side window. Now, luckily for him and for us, this officer did not react too strongly. He just asked our son to sit back up straight and place his hands in front of him on the steering wheel. But we've all seen videos where such a mistake can end in disaster. That's why when I was writing that chapter for the book and, and now for this podcast, you know, I thought it was a, a great topic that needed to be discussed, one that affects a lot of people and maybe could answer some of the questions that you have about that. In, in doing that and preparing for this podcast and writing uh, that chapter, I, I spent um, a lot of time. You know, I've, I've reviewed hundreds of videos of traffic stops and, uh, as an attorney, both as a prosecutor before and now as a defense attorney. I've also spoken with many veteran law enforcement officers and asked them about how they feel during traffic stops and what they would like to see and what uh, tends to make a traffic stop go smoothly. And of course, I've liberally applied my own views and understandings of legal issues as an attorney and um, what's at play when you're pulled over on the side of the road and the rights that a, that a driver has. 
in general, what I've put together is what I consider um, to be some best practices for when you're pulled over in a traffic stop. So let's begin at the beginning. When you when you first see the blue lights come on, uh, there are blue lights here in Tennessee. I know in other states, um, you know, they might be red and blue or they might be red. But here in Tennessee, they're blue lights. Uh, when you first see the blue lights come into your mirror, what is it that you need to do immediately? And I think the obvious thing that you, you need to be thinking about is you need to find a safe place to pull over. Uh, you need to find a place that's safe for you and your vehicle, safe for the officer as well, so that the officer is uh, able to approach the vehicle safely. Uh, and sometimes that's the side of the road on the shoulder if you can pull over far enough. But you might also be in a situation where it's late at night and it's dark and there's, you can't see a, a, a safe place to immediately pull over to. And it's okay to um, to go a little bit further, a, a reasonable distance to find a, a safer place to pull over. Uh, that might be uh, the next exit. It might be a, a drive or a parking area. Um, if that next safe place, though, is, is more than just a, a really short distance, my advice is to turn on your hazard lights, uh, slow down a little bit, and, and that will usually indicate to the officer that you're complying with um, the blue lights to pull over but that you're just looking for a safe place to do so. Once you get pulled over, whether that's in a, a parking lot or a parking area or inside of the road where it's safe and, and able to do so, once you're pulled over, first thing I, you need to do is put your vehicle in park. I know that sounds pretty obvious, but there's been some um, pretty interesting uh, videos and stories of um, people who forget to put their vehicle in park uh, as they're pulled over because they, you know, they get nervous. But go ahead and put your vehicle into park. Turn off your ignition. If you got the radio going, uh, go ahead and, and turn that volume down on your radio. Uh, and then the next thing you should do, weather permitting, and most of the time the, I think the weather would be permitting, unless it's just coming a downpour, is it, it's a good practice to go ahead and roll down your window. Not just your driver's window, though. And it's pretty obvious. Uh, officers are going to come up to that window, you think. Uh, but sometimes they come to the passenger side, too, so don't, don't let that surprise you. But for example, in my truck, I have um, I have four doors on my truck, and the back doors have pretty good tints on the windows. And I think a lot of people have tinted windows in the back. I go ahead and roll my windows down in the back as well. I roll my windows down in the back, and I roll my window down on the driver's side. And the reason I do that is because when the officer's coming up, and they're in that very kind of tense tactical mode approaching the vehicle, they don't they don't know what they're getting into. They don't know if that back seat is is filled with people, if there's a firearm in the back seat, what's going on. So the the sooner you can let them gather that information, the quicker they're going to go from that tactical mode and more into a community law enforcement mode, which is really um, where everybody wants wants to be. So as the officer's approaching with my windows down, he's able to or she's able to look quickly into the back seat of my truck and sees that there's nobody there and that there's nothing there that's going to harm them. And then as they approach my window, my window's down and they can see me. And if there's a passenger there, they can see them. So you're able to quickly give that officer a whole bunch of information that they need in order to be able to, again, relax back into that community law enforcement mode as opposed to a tactical mode. Before I get any further, I want to pause just for a second as a reminder that you're listening to Legally Relevant, and I'm your host, Brett Knight, of the law firm Fry Fry Knight & Looper. We're coming to you from the Connor Brothers Podcast Center, Connor Brothers Wood Flooring in Cookville, with over 50 years in the industry, providing everything you need for your next home project. The next thing you need to uh, be thinking about as you have your windows down 
is to place your hands on the steering wheel. I know a lot of times people say that and then, then we get nervous and we forget. But your hands really do need to be on the steering wheel, up high on the steering wheel. And, and the reason for that, again, is as the officer is approaching, if they're able to see your hands clearly in that location, then they don't have to uh, be concerned with what you might be doing with your hands, whether or not you're doing something that could provide uh, some kind of a dangerous situation for them. So just, you know, once you do that, it, just wait for the officer to approach. Uh, I know it may be a few minutes. Um, sometimes the officers are going to have to be on the radio. They might be checking your license plate um, before they approach. So that way they have an idea who they're dealing with. But just sit there and relax. Do not look into your console or your purse or your glove box trying to get your paperwork together. That's not going to help you at this point. All it's going to do is really cause uh, a, a stressful situation. Imagine for a moment it, you're walking up on a vehicle and you don't really know who's inside or what kind of encounter you're about to have. And as you approach, kind of like the story I, I told with our son, you they're leaned over and reaching for something out of the glove box or they're leaned over reaching for something out of the console or they're digging through their, their purse for something. You have no idea what it is that they're looking for. And, and as an officer, that would put you on a much more high alert status. So again, the best thing to do is just to simply roll your windows down, turn your vehicle off once it's in park, turn down the radio, put your hands on the steering wheel, and just wait. Wait for the officer to approach and then um, go through the interaction from there. When the officer does approach your vehicle and, and walks up to your vehicle, whether it's on the passenger side or the driver's side, my advice is is just wait for the officer to engage you in that conversation. Don't um, don't be the person who is just wants to blurt out information. I know why you stopped me. Sorry, I was speeding, or I, I was just in a real hurry, or, or I didn't even see that that stoplight. Let them go ahead and ask you questions before you start uh, admitting to things that you think they might be uh, pulling you over for. It, it's not uncommon at all for an officer when they walk up to the window also to say something along the lines of. Do you know why you stopped me or, or why I stopped you? Uh, or do you know why I pulled you over today? And, and let me just go ahead and say again, there's only two correct answers to that question. There's only two correct answers to that question. And oftentimes it's not the one, uh, ones that are given. You really don't know why you've been pulled over. Now, you might guess, you might have a suspicion, you might have a guilty conscience about uh, where you're driving, but you really don't know. The only two answers are no or no, sir, no, ma'am. That's really it. Uh, after all, you again, you really don't know why you were pulled over, and it's not time for confessions of a guilty mind. Uh, let the officer, you know, ask the question if they want to ask it, and your answer should be no, no, sir, no. This is also the time when you'll likely be asked for your license and registration and proof of insurance. The officer may uh, provide some information like, um, you know, I was behind you and you didn't stop all the way at that stoplight. And you don't have to respond to that. You can just, again, uh, wait until they ask for your license and registration and proof of insurance. Now, let's let's pause for a second, you know, talking about our actual uh, uh, police encounter in a traffic stop. And, and let's talk about being prepared for the inevitable or likely uh, opportunity you're going to have to have this kind of an encounter and get pulled over. The preparation cannot take place once the blue lights are in your rearview mirror. The preparation has to take place before that. I cannot stress how important this part is in making your encounter with the police go quickly and smoothly. Have your documents ready. 
in an envelope readily available outside of your storage compartments. So what I mean by that is, like, for example, I keep my most copy, uh, my most current copy of insurance along with my registration in an envelope. That envelope is attached to the driver's side visor of my truck. When asked, I can simply reach up to my visor, pull down the envelope, pull out the documents, hand it over to the officer. That way, I'm not feeling uh, rushed. I'm not feeling stressed. I'm not dig having to dig through my console or my glove box trying to find it. Um, and that that can save a lot of hassle. Uh, it can save a lot of hassle you trying to find it, you being you know nervous when somebody's watching you and you're trying to get it. But it can also prevent a lot of um, expansion of that stop. For example, several times I've you know dealt with cases where somebody's is driving, they're pulled over for a relatively minor traffic violation, speeding or or something of that kind. They're digging through their console or their glove box trying to find their documentation that they can't seem to locate. And the officers, of course, looking over your shoulder the whole time and begins to ask questions. You know, questions might be, um, you know, I see a prescription pill bottle in there. What, what, whose is that? What is that? Well, you know, if it's not your prescription pill bottle, let's say it's your spouse's or, you know, somebody else in your family. And that's going to cause more questions. And all of a sudden, this very simple traffic stop is expanded uh, because of that. So, again, I'm all about making these these encounters quick and limiting the scope um, of what's going to be dealt with so that we can go on about our, our way. Okay, so the officer has your documents. Now what? What's next? Um, they may ask you some questions. Uh, this is very, very important. You do not have to answer any of them. You have a right to remain silent. However, you may decide that you want to answer the basic questions. I'd caution you at that point. Uh, not that I'm telling you that you cannot answer basic questions. I'm, I'm not, not saying that at all. But be careful. You, you have these rights for a reason, and you should probably use them in a lot, of, uh, a lot of situations. You can be polite, be respectful, but don't be dumb. If the first question is, how much have you had to drink, let's go ahead and assume you are being investigated for a DUI. What you say will most definitely be used against you. Admitting to one drink over dinner will not convince the officer that you are fine to drive and, and therefore end his investigation of you. If you find or believe that you're under investigation for something uh, during this traffic stop, it is very much in your own best interest to, to invoke your right to remain silent and simply say again, politely, respectfully, that you're not going to be answering any questions. What if the, um, I'm often asked, what if the officer uh, tells me to get out of the vehicle. Uh, do they have any reason to tell me to get out of the vehicle if I'm only pulled over for uh, speeding or running a you know red light or or such? If the officer tells you to get out of the vehicle, you you have to get out of the vehicle. Yeah, they Tennessee in Tennessee in the state of Tennessee, a police officer has the right for their safety to ask a driver and or passengers to exit the vehicle. Uh, not complying with this is likely going to get you arrested. It will most definitely prolong the the traffic stop and most likely expand the scope of the officer's investigation. In most situations, once the officer takes your documents and checks your driver's license uh, information to make sure it's valid and there's no warrants out for you, they'll, they'll write you a ticket or a warning and return to your vehicle and, and give it to you. Uh, they'll likely inform you about the ticket and, and where and when you uh, can pay. And, you know, they may tell you what the fine is or they may not. They may just simply tell you you have to contact the clerk. Again, in most situations, they, 
they will return to your vehicle and you and give you this information, return your license, return your registration, uh, proof of insurance, and then you're free to go. Now, we're running out of time for this episode of the podcast, and then this is just the conclusion of the most basic traffic stop, uh, which is the vast majority of the cases. However, in some cases, traffic stops lead to uh, more advanced things going on, a request for a search, maybe a dog sniffing around your vehicle. Um, you may have a desire to record a traffic stop, but you don't know if that's legal. Uh, in, in more advanced traffic stop scenarios, many more laws and rights come into play. And so that's what we're going to talk about on the next podcast. I'm going to continue uh, this podcast now that we've talked about the basics. And in the next podcast, I want us to explore in detail those more advanced traffic stops and search and seizure laws, um, other laws of being able to record in public or not record in public. So that's what we're going to talk about in part two, advanced legal issues concerning traffic stops. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Please join me again next time and follow me on this blog as we explore legally relevant topics affecting the Upper Cumberland. Have a great day. You've been listening to Legally Revelant in the Connor Brothers Podcast Center. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites.